You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> this is the Next Level Podcast, a place for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and dreamers to be empowered for an abundant kingdom life. Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your most humblest host of the Next Level Podcast. And we are excited, uh, as we always are excited. You know why we're excited? Because Jesus is king, baby. That's right. I said it. He's still, he is king today. He's king yesterday. He's going to be king tomorrow. And uh, I've got this guy here named Kyle Kielousing. Got Did it. I get it right, Kyle? You got it right, Michael. Come on, brother. Thank you, right. Jesus. This Thank cat you, Jesus. is so cool uh, that he's just hes just a cool cat. I'm just going to tell you. And the way the Holy Spirit connected us is even really cooler. So uh, I want to share a little bit about Kyle's background because this guy is truly uh, next level in all ways. So this episode, listen, this is going to be one of those episodes that we're going to say, uh, you you know, later on, this is like, this is one for the ages. Come on. All right. So Kyle, uh, his life is filled with a, a lot of changes. And as a young expi- aspiring golfer, hey, listen, I love the game too. I love golf, you know, uh, but he had, he had, he had went down a wrong path and he's going to talk about that. And he's out there in Hawaii right now, uh, t- talking to me right now in Dallas, Texas. And so he had to get up really early <laughs> to make this all happen. And I appreciate that, Kyle. Kyle, brother, welcome to the Next Level Podcast, man. Mahalo. Aloha and mahalo for having me, Michael. Yeah, come on, yeah. Jesus. That's awesome, brother. How you doing out there, man? I'm doing good. Just enjoying my freedom and enjoying my sobriety. Come on, man. So, yeah. so tell our listeners because we've got a lot of people out there uh, across the world. Actually, we 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 come across in about uh, seventy five different countries, and uh, and of course the the mainland. But I want I want you to share your background because I want it to come from you, Kyle. I could read right. I could read right. your bio here, but I want to I want to hear it from right, straight from the horse's mouth. I want to hear about what happened to you because you started out. Uh, pretty promising in this golf career thing that you had going. I think you were a natural kind of golfer. Uh, so you're a scratch player. You could, you could under par, you were good. Were you on the high school team, the college team? Were you going semi-pro? What was all that about? Okay. I'm raised in Hilo, Hawaii on the big Island. And my parents got divorced when I was a little boy. So my grandfather, he took me in. His name is George Martin, and he was the chief of police. Wow. And his backyard was the golf course. Yeah. So cool. it was it just a matter of time before I would pick up that game of golf? And having a grandpa as father figure, he taught me a lot of things, especially being a chief of police. He taught me the rules, the law. At a very young age, I knew what was right and wrong from the beginning. So he started showing me the game of golf. I started golfing when I was like three. They picked up that game really quick. So I golfed every single day. So at the age of 10 years old, I won my first state title. Wow. 10 years old. I won, I won my first state title, and then I qualified to play in a junior world championship held in San Diego, Presidio Hills, California. So you were really good. Yeah, I, I love golf. I'm thinking about golf right now. 
<laughs> and so 10 years old, my first dates, and I jumped on a plane for the first time and I flew to California. And that's where I met Eldrick Tiger Woods for the first time in my life. Wow. And he also won his state and he qualified for the junior road also. And I'm one year older than Tiger Woods. So I was 10 and he was nine. That's crazy. First time we ever met. <laughs> and it, it, it was a three, three day tournament. And the last day we was the leaders. And I remember playing with him and just thinking, oh, this kid is good, bro. And he's looking at me, oh, this kid is good, bro. And yeah, that's the first encounter I had with Tiger Woods. Just so happens that that year he came in first in the world and I came fourth in the world. Not too shabby, my man. So I, I flew back home and I had one, I made a goal for myself. My goal at 10 years old was to beat everybody in junior golf, go to high school, beat everybody in high school, Go to college, beat everybody in college, <laughs> turn pro, and buy a mansion here at Waikoloa and Hualalai. That was my goal 10 years old. Yeah? So, I, in order for me to be on pro, I got to do what I got to do. I got to be strong. I got to be in my work because for be on pro, you got to be the next level. So, before school, I would grab my golf bag. I would jump over the yard. I will play a couple holes, and I'd hear my mom come on, son, you got to go to school. <laughs> then I would run back over my golf bag, jump over the wall, put my backpack on, go to school, get honor roll student. I was an honor roll student, come home from school, put on my backpack, get my golf bag, put golf again all the way to dinner time. Kyle, dinner! And I'd run home. And I've been doing this my whole life, Michael, my whole life. Wow. Because I wanted to do what I got to do. Sure. To do what I got to You understand? Yeah, absolutely. So, I would battle with Tiger. I would see him at Presidio Hills. That's the first in California. And then Mission Bay. And then Balboa. And then Torrey Pines. That's the golf courses. And I was beating. I was doing it, Mike. I was beating everybody in juniors. And I won 16 titles. And I was doing it. So when I, when I went to high school, being one teenager, it was quite overwhelming getting approached and letters from all these big schools and was was overwhelming for me and my pride and my ego started to get the best of me Mm. and my head came so big and in high school i was honor roll student honor roll my whole school from kid all the way to high school honor roll student i was respectful i was i had etiquette i had class i had mannerism i had all that good stuff that was instilled in me by my grandpa and golf because golf taught me a lot of things about life and 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 it's a gentleman's game yes Yes. it is yes Yes, it is so in high school all these offers been coming and like i said my ego and my pride got the best of me and that i i started to change i started walking around campus like i was the man i started walking around campus like you can't tell me what to do i'm gonna be on pro pretty soon and i'm gonna be a millionaire that's the mentality that i developed in my head sure and my senior year of high school that's when things really got, boom, people was coming, boom. Kyle Kilau Singh, the number one golfer in Hawaii. Boom, boom, we got to get him, we got to get him. And I did something bad in high school. I let my pride get the best of me. I let my ego get the best of me. And I did something in school to a teacher that got me kicked out of school. What'd you do? And I, I've been, I was very disrespectful to a man teacher. He told me something 
Won't teacher supposed to tell me? I said, bro, don't talk to me like that. Yeah, you're just a teacher. I'm going to be a millionaire. What, the, what kind of nerve do you get for telling me what to do? Wow. You better relax. Relax. Don't tell me what to do, bro. Yeah. And anyway, things escalated. Sure. And I got kicked out. I bet you did. So, yep. uh, so at this, what did your grandfather say to you when you got kicked oh, out of school? My grandfather passed. He he was he, he passed. Had, he had passed. Yep. Okay. So, you know, growing up in Hawaii, I live on an island. Yeah, and my whole life, people just look at me and say, "You see that kid right there? He going far. You see that kid right there? That kid going. He played the Tiger Woods. That kid going to go far. So wherever I went, living on an island, people. Mm. That's what people knew me as." So when I got kicked out of school, I didn't know what to do. All I know right now in my life, Michael, is golf. Nothing else. I don't know how to build nothing. I don't know how to fix nothing. I don't know how to do nothing except golf because golf was my bread and butter. Golf is my passion. Golf is my thing. So now I got kicked out. Now people looking at me like, oh, what you going to do now? I have no clue, bro. I, I'm clueless. All I know is I can hit one drive at 325 yards down the middle of my fairway. That's what I know. And so you were what, 17, 18 years old? 17. 17. Yeah, and so 17. Wh- who were you living with at that time? I was living with my mom. Okay. My mom. All right. Yeah, and when I called her from school, because the principal told me, grab the phone, call somebody, because like, bro, you, you got to go. You, you got to go. So I called my mom and I said, mom, guess what? She said, what? Son. I said, mom, I got kicked out of school. She said, what? And she said, Straight to my face, you stupid. <laughs> now what, son? You stupid. And wherever I went after I got kicked out, people used to see me. Oh, Kyle, I heard what happened to you. Oh, you stupid, huh? Stupid, huh? <laughs> so from growing up, that, that kid gonna go far. Mm-hmm. Now is, oh, you stupid, huh? You stupid, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I live on an island. Not knowing what to do, I go down to the beach and I surf. Yeah. I've been, I surf, I surf, everybody going to school, everybody going to college, all my friends going to college, playing golf. I sit at the beach now, just surfing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one day my friend came up to me with a crystal meth pipe. And growing up, I don't smoke cigarette, I don't drink beer, I don't smoke weed, not even banana leaves down the river, nothing. Straight arrow, because in order for me to be on pro, I got to be physically strong and I got to be clean. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, 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 I against it. I want to be strong. So I said to beach, my friend Bustle, since you're dumb, yeah, you lost your, your, your right, and you're here with us now. Then the instant he told me that, I heard my grandpa's voice in this ear, and I heard my mom's voice in my other ear saying, if you ever do drugs, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to give you the most dirtiest lickings of your life. So I was looking at my friend, telling him, no, I don't like, he said, come on, bro, you miss your boat, bro. Yeah, you're going to be here with us. You're right, give me that pipe. Give me that pipe. And I did him. Mm. And I inhaled a cement smoke for the very first time. And when I blew it out, I blew out all my morals, all my respect, all my love that was instilled in me. Everything was gone. Mm. I instantly became one pistol man addict and then terrorized my whole entire island I live on. A very, very bad person, Michael. Mm. And I, I became Hawaii's most wanted. And I was a totally different person after I became a crystal man addict. So you went down this path. 
Okay. And because prior to this, did you have any church upbringing? Was your family going to church or did you ever believe in the Lord or anything like that? There was one thing that wasn't instilled in me was God. Yeah. I don't know what reason, but no, no, no religion, no God, nothing. Okay. So you, you smoke this pipe. You get addicted to this. Obviously, it's very addictive drug. Yes. And so so you go down this path. So to keep this drug habit up, obviously, and I don't know this story, so you're going to have to share it with me as well. Obviously, you ended up uh, getting arrested to try to keep this drug habit going. What happened, Kyle? The darker side of your life. Yeah, I I did what was necessary to fuel my chrysamine addiction that now had a tight grip on me. And I... I, like I said, I did a lot of bad things. I, I've been, when I got caught, five, four years of mayhem, five years of mayhem, darkness, I racked up a total of 300 auto thefts, 200 burglaries. And I, like I, I keep on saying this, that we live on an island. I live on an island. And we see each other every day. It's not like I see you, Michael, I'm not going to see you again. We, it's different here in Hawaii. We see each other every day. All, right, because it's a small, it's it's a small land, yeah. right? And I Every, did so yeah. much bad things here on this island for five years, and yeah, it was rough. And the day came where they caught me, and the day when the police caught me, I was ninety-eight pounds. Mm. I was broken. I was battered. I was, I had no life in me. How old were you when you went, when when you got caught finally? Twenty. Three, I think 20. Okay. Okay. So you get caught for doing all these bad things, auto theft, yep. robbery, everything else, everything, everything. So you get thrown into prison. Do you go to federal prison? Do you go to state prison? Where do you go? Um, first, it took me to HCCC. It's, it's a jail in Hilo. So when, it, like I said, when I went in, I was 98 pounds. My cheekbones were sunken in. My, you could see every rib on my body. I was just bad. I couldn't even, I was bad shape. But God good. Yeah. So they took me to the Hilo jail. All I did for the next two weeks was sleep. They'd bring my, I'll eat, I'll eat a meal, I'll sleep, eat a meal, I'll sleep. And then like a couple months later, I got strong, physically strong because I ate and I slept. I slept. But my addiction in me was still boiling in me. Sure. Yeah. Cause I like smoke crystal meth cause I'm a crystal meth addict. And right. at, at that time in my life, Crystal Met was on, Hawaii got hit hard with the pandemic. So the jails was overcrowded. Everything was just booming because of Crystal Met in prison, in jail. So when I was in jail, like I said, my addiction was still strong and I wanted to smoke Crystal Met. So I ain't escape, Michael. I ain't escape. Wow. If you Google my name, Kyle Kilau Singh, I'm going to have a big article about like one of the greatest escapes. <laughs> I, I climbed up this thing and I broke the window and I jumped off the roof and this I mean, is in Hawaii sheets. that you did this yeah. in Hilo. Yeah, and I had bed sheets and it was like a movie, bro. Straight oh out my of a movie. gosh, man. That's yeah. crazy, brother. Yeah, because I wanted to smoke crystal. You, got, you had to have it. It's that addictive. I yes. had to have it. Yeah. So the day came, I escaped. And I was on escape for 12 days. And I was splattered all over the news again. And it was on. I live on an island. Where am I going to run, Michael? Where am I going to run? I live on an island. I was told this earlier. So what, what matter of time, they caught me. And they brought me back to wow. the same jail and escape. But this time, they shackled me 
head to toe, belly chains, everything. I couldn't even, like, I walked, like, real wow. short step. I was shackled. They set me down in an office. They had on phone. They put speaker phone, and they called this place called Halava Prison. We get one guy for you. His name is Kyle Kilau Singh. We cannot handle him here on the big island, and we, like, send him to you. And I heard on the other side of the speaker phone, bring him. Bring him. <laughs> So the very next day, they put me on a special plane by myself, shackled down head to toe, and they flew me to Honolulu, Oahu, to Halava Prison Facility. Okay? You with me, Michael? Yeah, I'm tracking, bro. I'm tracking. Yeah. I reached the prison. They look at me, and they tell me, oh, you're the punk from the big island, man. (laughs) We get something for you, bro. We get something for you, bro. So oh, man. they walked me to this place called the shoe special holding unit. Okay, Michael. <laughs> so they put me in a seven by seven cell. You know how long I was in that cell, Michael? In the hole? No. Three years. Three years. Yep. Oh my. Three years. I got sentenced to prison for ten years. Wow. I did my first three years stint in the hole isolation. Wow. Once you're in the prison walls, they run the prison, bro. Right. Whatever they say, it goes. That's them. Yeah. They like deny you go outside, they're going to deny you. The food came to my trap door. I take a bat in my sink. That's I could crazy. see my beard on my face growing. My skin, I lost the, my pigmentation on my skin because I didn't feel the sun. And I was losing my mind. I bet. Michael. So how, so what what was your transformation at this point? I mean, you're a big advocate of Jesus. You're you're Jesus. I I like to call them, you know, Jesus freaks. And I say that with love because I know you I know you are. So what happened, Kyle? You're in this hole for 3 years and then they move you out of the hole or where do they move you no, to? No, no. Well, I'm still in the hole. You're still in the hole. I'm still in the hole. And as being a human being, I yearn for communication with another human being. Absolutely. Yeah, that that was killing me. Not being able to see or hear another human. When my trap when my trap door would open and my plate would come into me, mm. I would try to talk to the guard outside. Hello, 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 hello. Anybody there? Boom, my trap door would close. Mm. And then I would try and I'll try to no prevail. So I, what I try to do is I try to yell at them. I try to swear at them. So in hopes they'll swear back. Sure. Just like we hear some kind of human. So outside, he's swearing at them. Hey, 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 Nothing. 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 I don't care who you are, Michael. You spend that much time isolated in on hold. Something will start happening to you in your head. Absolutely. And things started, my mind started going crazy. Okay? So remember now, God wasn't instilled in me as a child. So this special day now, this special day, I woke up. I felt different. I felt like I wanted to smash my head into the wall. And images of my childhood started flashing. Boom, golfing in Tiger Woods, going camping at the beach, going surfing with my friends, eating a barbecue with my family. All those images are flashing through my head this day. Boom, 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 boom. And the reality would kick in. Look where you stay. You're in seven by seven concrete walls. Yeah, smash your head against the wall. Smash your head against the wall. That's all I heard that day was smashing it into the wall and the images of my childhood growing up. And I said to myself, today's the day I'm going to smash my head in the wall. Yeah. So 
I backed myself in the back of the, as far as I could go, in a seven by seven cell, and I was ready to lunge forward and smash my head into the wall. But Michael, I couldn't move. How mm -hmm. bad I wanted to, I couldn't. Images of a show that I watched when I was 10 years old, one guy needed help and he was on his knees asking for a guy named God for help. Come Those on, images man. started flashing to my head. Wow. And at that time in my life, Michael, I needed help, bro. <laughs> I needed help. Yeah, so, did. I went on my knees in my little seven by seven cell and I said, God, if you out there, help me. My name is Kyle, bro. I'm sorry mm. for everything that I did, bro. Mm. I'm sorry. And I felt them. Boom. Right mm. in my heart. Like, mm. boom. I felt them. That's the day I surrender, and that's the day I got saved, bro. Come on, man. That's the day. Wow. And it was so amazing. That feeling of smashing my head was gone, and I got saved. And... One thing was bothering me in my heart was all those years of yelling at that guard, yeah, was bothering me. And never did bother me before, but was bothering me, bro. So the next time the food was going to come through my door, I was going to try to make amends with him. I love so it. a trap door open for breakfast the next day. I go, hello, 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 sir, hello. <laughs> I heard somebody's voice on the other side, Michael. Come For the on. first time, I heard somebody, oh, what? What you like? I said, bro, I don't know who you are on the other side of the door, but I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry for yelling at you, swearing at you. I just was trying to hear you, bro. I just was trying to hear somebody, and I'm I, 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 I sorry for what I did. And, and if it's not a problem, I'll like ask you one favor, sir. Okay, favor, what you like? I said, I can have one, one piece of paper and a pen if can. Mm. He said, for what? I said, I get something on my heart. I just need to write. I just need to write. If can, if not can, then I understand. He said, I see what I can do. And the trap door closed. And mind you, the trap door is only like three inches tall. Right. We closed. And that was it. I was saying, I was sitting in my cell. The next meal came. I got my plate. I sat down on my little cement desk on my cement stool. Mm. And I started eating my rice. I eat my rice. I poke my spoon down. I felt something underneath. And moved my rice, had a Ziploc bag with a little pad and a little pen. The pen mm. was like four inches long. I could bend the pen in half like this. Mm. So I cannot stab me in my, in my neck. Right. It's called a bendable suicidal proof pen. It's and crazy. I had a paper and a pen now in my cell. And I'm looking at that as like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, why go? So I bet it felt. Like, I bet it felt like Christmas because you have had did. no interaction with anybody and nobody. And at that time in my life, I look back now. God needed me for be there in yeah. that isolation by myself. He needed me to be there, bro. And the whole time, Michael, he was there waiting for me. Because when I surrender and I let him go, I felt him instantly. That's how I knew he was waiting. Yeah, what, what's, what's Jesus say when, you know, he who humbles himself shall be exalted? Yes. Come yes. on. So I have my notepad and my pen, and I stopped writing. And this is what I wrote. You want to hear what I wrote? Yeah, man, come on. What did you write, bro? <laughs> I wrote this. I have a friend, and we're like two peas in a pod. And just so happens, he's an awesome God. 
I'm thankful for the bond that he shared between us. Please let me take this time to introduce Jesus. My friend, I have is like no other because the relationship we share is closer than a brother. Love and compassion, he will never lack. And my friend, Jesus will never turn his back. Some things about him you probably heard. You can read more about him in the book called The Word. If you open your Bible, you see what I mean. And if you don't believe me, go to John 3, 16. Accept my friend to be your savior and watch life get a whole lot better. He gave sight to the blind and he cured the lame. And he answered your prayers if you pray in his name. He'll clear your path so you won't stumble. And if you ask, he'll make you humble. Jesus will be there at any cost because he's the one that got nailed to the cross. He was ridiculed and tormented and his ways were rejected. But all that changed when he resurrected. Jesus has the power and authority to save. And my very best friend even conquered the grave. Jesus has the ability to heal and mend. And I'm proud to say that he's my friend. So turn from evil and sin no more. And heaven will await to an open door. The glory of God I want people to see. So they can experience firsthand what my friend did for me. And Come that's on. what I wrote, bro. That's Come what on. I wrote, Michael. Woo! And Baby, I love that. Come on, I, man. That came from that came directly from the Holy Spirit, bro. Come yeah. on, man. Got skills, bro. And uh, so with that, Kyle, tell us what happened over the next seven years. Okay. And you know, you, obviously, you're out of prison now. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, you've, you've, and your whole your whole uh, story and what I, I want you to share with with our audience is about redemption. Yeah. Redemption. And you've written a beautiful song about redemption. Yeah? yeah. And so tell us what's going on. How, how You got out, you spent seven years in this prison, or 10 years okay. act total, right? 10 years. So tell hey, us. You ready, ready, for, you ready to put it? Yeah. Michael? Come on, bring it. My total sanction in the hole was three years and two weeks. So in three years and two weeks, that door and open. And what I see is two big guards looking at me. And I'm looking at them, <laughs> tripping. And looking at them, and they tell me, whoa, right, you're right or what? I said, I think I'm all right. I could see my beard on my face. My hair was growing. That's how big my beard was. I was looking at them. And they said, let's come on, bro, let's go. Let's go. I said, what? Where are we going? He said, you're going to the high. Okay, let me explain something real quick, Michael. If you see somebody on the news that kills somebody, you see somebody on the news murder somebody, when they go to prison, they go into a place called high custody because they're considered high risk because they're like they're never gonna see the light of day again mm. so they're high risk so when i escaped from heel jail on a big island and they caught me guess what i've been labeled high risk because i want high risk inmate because i escaped because i wanted to smoke crystal meth so now when they took me out of the hole they took me past general population they walked me past the general population they took me to a building called high custody building and in this high custody building, in, they flew me to Arizona, there's 180 inmates. I was 180 inmate, high risk. Me, never get into a fight in my life, golf with Tiger Woods my whole life. Crazy. And now I went to the high custody with, with murderers. Okay, hang on, Michael. Come on. So in my wagon that I'm pushing now, my property is a soap the size of one hotel soap. There's one toilet paper, there's one small towel, in my wagon that I'm pushing to high custody building. Hmm. So I reached the entrance of the high custody building. It's, everything is glass, because you can see. So I look at 179 guys looking at me, 
my, my skin is pale, my beard is big, my eyes is wide open because I skid, and I'm looking at them through the glass, and they're looking at me. The door finally opens, this big metal door. Boom, it opens. The guards tell me, go. I skid. I skid, Michael. I bet you were. Yeah. So I'm looking for cell nine. Cell nine was my cell. I'm walking by my wagon, looking for cell nine. I see cell nine, I run in my cell because I want to get out of the deer headlights. I run in my cell and I, I scared. Not even one minute in that building, three guys run into my cell, lock the door, and start beating me up. No beating way. Up. You see my teeth, Michael? You see my yeah. teeth? Yeah. I know that people out there cannot see my teeth, but this is all fake. Wow. You see, you see this? One minute into high custody prison, I got beat up by three men and I got stomped on my face and my teeth flew out of my mouth. Mm. And they took my soap, they took my toilet paper, and they took my towel. But wow. the most important thing they wanted to do was they wanted to find out if I was on prey or if I was on predator. Mm. And you know what they found out real quick, Michael? What's that? That I was on prey. Mm. Yeah. They said, this guy, look at this guy, bro. Every day, people came, took my rice, took my meal, took this, took that from me, because they could. That's what they do in prison. They, 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 they feed off the wheat. So my bunkie, if you go to prison, everybody get one bunkie you live with. And my bunkie was on quadruple lifer. Four life terms he had. And every day he used to see people doing this to me. And one day he called me into, into the cell. He'd look at me and he'd slap me right on my face. Mm. And he said, bruh, can I see these guys doing this to you anymore? Every day somebody beat you up. Yeah, do something, bro. You remember where you stay on? You're in prison, bro. Fight back, cause fight back. He told me straight up. Told me right to his face. I said, bro, I never get to one fight in my life. Mm. And he looked at me and he said, what? And he healed with us. How much more years he get? I said, I get seven more, bro. He said, bro, you cannot live seven years like this, bro. Me, I never seen a day what I did, yeah? But you, you got a chance to go home, bro. You cannot die in here, bro. You got to fight, bro. Fight, bro. You understand? And he slapped me one more time. <laughs> oh, wake up, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah? So that was one-on-one. That's crazy. That was crazy. And like I said, I never get to a fight in my life. So going to, going to prison, before my addiction, Michael, my heart, I consider my heart like a tilled garden. Mm. No weeds, no rocks, just beautiful grass and dirt with one rose coming out. Mm. That's, all, that's how I was before my addiction. So now I'm in prison. I got to do things to survive. Life changing for me. So I don't know. You can see my shirt, Michael. Yes, I see it. It's awesome, man. Stay humble. Stay humble, pray. Come on. I love that. Stay humble, pray. I love that. Okay, so now my, my whole body is covered with tattoos. I know my teeth. All my teeth is gone. I look like everybody now in there. Okay, the years <laughs> went by. I had to fight. I earned my respect. Nobody bothered me anymore. A couple of days go by, everybody watching a movie. Transformers. Every week they play a movie for us inmates. The guy in the front row with his neck up watching TV. Somebody come around the corner, stab him with a pen right in his neck. Boom. Blood shoot on him. 
like everybody's moving. Whoa, watch out. Yeah. That guy must have did something to somebody on the outside. Yeah, he paying his dues. So you just you do your own thing. Everybody's still watching movies, Transformers. This guy on the ground dying. I look at the guy on the ground, I, I cannot, I cannot cope with that. That's not normal. That's why. So what I do, stand up, excuse me, excuse me. I go to my cell, I close my door by myself. Stay humble, Kyle. You get three years left. This is temporary. This is not your home. And I pray, Father God, help me. Help me through this. Help me through this. Amen. Stand with prayer. Stand with prayer. Stand with prayer. Every day I stand with prayer. So now, my whole time, I saw, I saw what I did. My whole seven years was like that. Yeah? Then the day came, and I freed. I freed. Okay? They fly me back to Big Island. Boom. They take me to the Hilo jail, where I escaped from 10 years later. <laughs> no more teeth. Tattoos like this. They're looking at me like, oh, Kyle, what happened to you? I said, what's up? I said, oh, you're different, bro. So now I say waiting. Everything is glass in jail so the guards can see you. Right. So now I'm ready to be released. And I'm looking at the parking lot at the Hilo jail where I live. I'm looking for my mom's van, her Honda van. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I see my mom's van pull into the parking lot. The door opened. The guy said, go, you can go. Oh, I run outside, yeah. <laughs> oh, I run outside. I see my mom. I go for hug my mom. My mom looking at me. She had stopped. She said, son, what happened to your teeth? That's the first thing she told me. Mm. And she started rubbing off my tattoos. And she said, son, what happened to you? I said, ma, I'm free, ma. And we jump in the van. And I run out the window. And I stick my head out the window. I was like this. I was like a dog. <laughs> letting the wind hit my mouth. I was like, tasting the freedom, bro. Come on. And freedom tasted so good, bro, Michael. And that was it. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you know Paul was in jail too, right? Right, and right. you know, and Gabriel came and broke him out of jail. You know, you didn't have Gabriel come and break you out of jail, but but God saved you from killing yourself. Yeah, yeah? because yeah. you were ready to smash your head against the wall. Yeah, you know, the enemy said the enemy was saying, "Hey, man, let's give this up, Kyle. Let's quit this." And and you had that flashback of that guy praying when you were young, and God put that into your mind. And yep. he had you get, and you get on your knees and you asked your father for help and he came yeah. and helped you. Yeah. I couldn't do it that time myself. I couldn't Come do it on, myself. Come on, man. None, none of us yeah. can, bro. None of yeah. us can. And, and, and just in that darkest moment in that seven by seven foot cell, three years in there, you finally came to the point to where, because the enemy wanted to take you out, but you had, you're, you were not finished. And so God had a plan for you. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and all right, so you go through this whole, this horrific ordeal, uh, and you survive by the grace of God and you're hanging with your mom. She picks you up, you know, you're kind of freaking out because you're free and, and you're doing this and that's cool. And now what's happening now with your redemption, with, with your platform? Cause look, and, and I want our, our listeners to know something you were the very first person that I've ever allowed on podcast that has contacted me through Instagram. So I'm sitting there scrolling through my Instagram and I see this tattooed kind of reaches out to me on Instagram and says, Hey man, you know, you got this cool Instagram. I love what you're saying. Uh, My name's Kyle, man. I spent 10 years in prison. Check out my song. And so normally I don't do any of that, <laughs> but, but the Holy Spirit says, listen to this cat. And so, in fact, my wife and I, we are out in Garden of the Gods, Colorado, when I saw that. And so I started playing it and man, it's good. 
you're yeah. very, you're very, very talented. And so then I reached out to you and then we set up a date and finally we're here doing this interview. But Kyle, tell us what's going on with you, with your songs, with your redemption. Okay. Okay. I know, I know you're out there speaking it in high schools and, yeah. and telling these kids, you know, Hey, don't be hitting that meth pipe, baby, whatever you do. But yeah. Tell us what's going on. How do how do people find you? Tell us about your ministry, bro. Because I think it's it's such a your story is amazing, and and I love that Thank your you. whole title is redemption. So yeah. the floor is yours, bro. Every day I wake up, first thing I do is I give thanks to God for for saving me, bro, and blessing me with freedom and sobriety. I see, like I said, we live on an island. I see people that I was bad with every day. I see ice every day, bro. And nothing in me get influenced, triggered, or anything. Yeah? And I'm grateful for that because I see tiny people battle, bro. And when I was bad as an addict, everybody knew that I was the last person that was going to be sober, including myself. Michael, I was going to take Crystal Met on a seven-year honeymoon to Tahiti. That's how much I love Crystal Met. It's crazy. But God had different plans. Amen. Bro. Come on. So every day I wake up, my first thing I do is I give. Then I look forward to glorifying and sharing the good news. That's all I do is glorify God for saving me. Because what he did for me is unbelievable, bro. Especially me feeling this way, bro. Hawaii's most wanted, Michael. And now I, I look forward to, to sharing the good news and opportunities and speaking to the schools and i've been free going on seven years now michael freedom thank you jesus come on and i spoke to six islands of schools over 147 schools hundred thousand kids bro and every day i just shell about god and the good news michael you familiar with hawaii yes i could take you to any island you meet me at the airport, we go anywhere, we park. <laughs> Kids gonna come and grab a tape, bro. And I couldn't be bad if I wanted to. I spoke <laughs> to so many kids, bro. They, they keep awesome. accountable. And you know, like in schools, when I go to schools, you see the word prayer on my shirt. That's some kind of touchy subject in public schools. Yeah. So I went to over like around 147 schools. Yeah. And every school I go, the principal would pull me on the side. Oh, Kyle, can I speak to you real quick? I already know. I already know what he's going to say. <laughs> he said, Kyle, um, you cannot talk about God. Mm. You cannot push religion on the kids. Mm. All right. <laughs> I, love Michael, it. I went to 147 schools. I do what I do. I never get in trouble yet. Come yeah. on. And bro, <laughs> God would God would save me, but I'm not gonna deny him, bro. Hey, no, you know what? It's 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 written in the Bible, man. Jesus said, Listen, if you deny if you deny me to your peers, I'll deny you to the Father. I'm not gonna deny him, especially from not a sinner, bro. That's it. Especially from not a sinner, tell him, bro, I will share the good news, bro. 
Come on, man. All right. So tell me, so I love that. I love, I listen, I love that you're bold in Christ, Kyle. I mean, that yeah. is so cool. Cause listen, you speak the language you you can connect with these kids. Some of these kids, you know, they might not have been golf professional like you were, but maybe they had something going on and all of a sudden get influenced by the wrong set of friends. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah. the next thing you know, the enemy's got them going down this path. And what you can do is cause you've, you've walked this walk, man, you're sitting out there, you've been there, you had, you know, in all rights, you know, you, you should be having your Nike, the biggest decision was you having your Nike endorsement, right? Like Tiger Woods, but you, but the enemy got a hold of you. And by the grace of God, you oh, have redemption so and you're on the other side of this doing yeah. something much bigger than a Nike endorsement. So, right. which is incredible. So tell me, cause you've got a, you've got a gift for music. You've got a gift for poetry. poetry. You've got a you've got a gift for songwriting. So tell us about your songwriting and what that's doing for you and your ministry. Okay. In prison, all I did in prison was work out because you got to be strong. And I wrote, I write, I write, I write my feelings inside being confined, being this, being God saving me. And right. That's how, that's how I made it through this venting. And that poem, I go to churches, churches reach out to me and I go and I share my testimony and I share my testimony. So one church I went to, New Hope Hilo, Pastor Sheldon, <laughs> I, I shared my testimony and I shared my poem. And there's this guy named T-Pak in Hilo. He reached out to me and he said, oh, that's some heavy words, but you like make him into a song. I said, well, what kind of song? He's a rap song, bro. I said, I don't know for rap. He said, I'm going I'm to do everything, bro, for you, okay? All you do is I'm going to put the music. I'm going to record you. I'm going to do this. Opportunity. I get so much opportunities this coming in. I believe that I worship one God who give and take away, bro. I believe. And he invested in sobriety and he's seen what I'm doing with him, bro. So good. And like I said, I got blessed in sobriety. I'm not going to sit on a couch and do nothing about that. I'm going to share everybody. This is how I got sober, bro. So and good. Penny treatment centers reach out to me too. But you know what is kind of weird, Michael? I don't even know the first step to sobriety. <laughs> when the treatment centers reached out to me and they said, Oh, congratulations on the 12 steps. And I, excuse me, I, I didn't even know the first step to sobriety. Why? You don't know the 12 steps? I don't know the 12 steps. I love it. I, I kind of veer away from going to treatment centers now. Because when they ask me to speak about the 12 steps, I don't know the 12 steps. Kyle, I love your story. I do. So tell, tell, us, tell us your personal life. Are you married? You got children? What's going on with your life? Um, I'm engaged, currently engaged to Tia Yamanaka, and awesome. she's the she's the backbone. God is my foundation. She's my backbone. And, Come on. You know, I don't know nothing about business, Michael. I'm not one businessman at all. That's why I think I reach out to you through Instagram because that's the only way I knew. I'm kind yeah, of a business guy. Yeah. We, we got connected. Come on, man. So, we, we need to get together, Kyle. Yeah, God is good. So my fiance Tia, she she's like a business person. She she had like her own boot, successful boutique store, and she's business, not me. So God implant her in boom. Okay, you need somebody like her, Bob. You need somebody like this, boom. You need somebody like Michael McIntyre to help you spread the good news, boom, boom. And I noticed that God shows Himself, bro. He shows Himself like exactly like what you said about the Instagram. 
Yeah, no, it's true. We're the body of Christ, right? That's right. And yeah. so, you know, you've got the you got the hand, you got the fit, you got the ear, you got the nose. We're all part of the body yeah. of the Christ. And so we're all That's to that. Yeah. All right, Kyle, Christ I want Lord. you to tell our listeners, how do they get in touch with you? What's your website? Uh, tell us what's coming up. If anybody wants me to speak at the church or anybody wants to know my personal story more into depth and detail, you folks can reach out to me at Stay Humble Pray. That's my Instagram, Stay Humble Pray. And now if you would like to help support, I have a website called shop.stayhumblepreyhawaii.com. That's awesome. And we'll put those in the story notes too, because I I looked at your website. I love your merch on your website, bro. I know. It's just, it's it's not too, uh, like I said, I'm not too familiar with business. This is how I survive. This is how I go on my missions and, you know, like um, I did six islands of schools, yeah. I do. I did those six islands for free. Come on, Michael. man. Listen, listeners. Every, go, go to go the ahead. website shop.stayhumblepreyhawaii.com. Hey, bro, you yeah. gotta get a, you gotta get, you gotta get a smaller you gotta get a smaller I deal. I'll, I'll, I'll write that down right now. I'll write that down. Shorter <laughs> website. But listen. You're the real deal, man. You're the real deal. I love the redemption story. I love I love how you've gone from where you're at to where you are now. And you're walking the walk. You're talking the talk. And you're out there uh, spreading the word, man. And I like the way you're fearless about it too, Kyle. And we need more of you out there. And listeners, if you're out there in Hawaii, man, check out Kyle. Look him up. And I'm sure he'd, he'd love to see you. Uh, yeah. Go to shop.stayhumblepreyhawaii.com. Check him out. You'll be able to see this. You'll be able to see Kyle's ink, man. This guy's got some serious cool ink, bro. He really does. Look at the uh, cross. Look yeah. at the cross. Look at the it, cross. It's beautiful, man. It's awesome. Uh, and so, Kyle, thank you so much for being on the Next Level Podcast. Bro, thank you for reaching out to me and pursuing me. Uh, I'm honored and I'm really privileged. And when Stacy and I get out there to Hawaii, we'll check you out. Most definitely. Thank you for having me, bro. And let's continue to plant seeds, but bring more people to God. Amen, brother. Thanks so much, Amen. Kyle. God bless you, All right. You, thank you, Michael. You have a beautiful day, bro. You too, man. Thanks. God bless. Yeah. Hey, friends. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms where great podcasts are found. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For more information or additional resources, please visit themichaelmcintyre.com.